Beginning route. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Navigate. That's our new name. I'm Dennis. That's Justin. He's the author of our new name, Navigate. <laughs> and we opened up last time by saying, "What a great, what a great name mm. to name our program." Because we're our intentions were at the beginning, and our intentions still are, is to um, help the body of Christ whether that's our church people and hopefully beyond. Um, we've already had some positive feedback um, from people that aren't part of our church to help us them navigate these difficult times we're living in. I mean, it's crazy out there, Justin. That's right. Yeah, we want people to understand the biblical narrative and not be deceived by the worldly narrative that's right. going on. And so we want to give people the storyline. And Dennis mentioned last time, that from Genesis to Revelation, it's all about relationship with Jesus. And Jesus set up those terms of the relationship. Yeah, he did. And he set up how we could, you know, build our foundation on the rock and how uh, our relationship could grow. Uh, and the Holy Spirit would be the one to, to help us do that and grace us in the process. And he jealously yearns within us. Yeah, he does. Uh, and uh, wants to fill us, not just one time, but again and again, uh, with who he is and, and all the knowledge that he has and the power that he has to be able to to speak truth and to, to see people get healed and to see strongholds get broken. Mm -hmm. And that's what Jesus said. He said, the spirit of the Lord God is on me and right. has anointed me to preach the good news to the right. poor, to set the captives free, to heal the broken hearts, all those things. And so, man, we're excited that uh, we get to participate in, in doing this Navigate podcast and preaching the gospel and, and serving the body. It's been a lot of fun. We started with Matthew 24 and talked about when the disciples came to Jesus and said, what are some of the signs? What's going to happen? How are we going to know that all of a sudden things have shifted to now we history's gone on and on and on, and now, uh-oh, alert time. There's bells clinging and mm -hmm. lights are flashing that, that the end of an era, not the end of time, we've talked about that last time, I mean in our previous podcast, but, a, but an end of an era, things are changing. And so Jesus laid it out, mm -hmm. and we talked about all that. But after he laid it all out, he gave us these two parables mm. um, that have been well preached um, all through the generations of the church. Mm. But, boy, if they've ever made sense, they make more sense possibly to this generation than at any other time. Now, I'm going to give us a, just a quick review of what we just talked about our last broadcast, in case you didn't catch that one. And then I'm going to kind of feed Justin's spirit about uh, some major points, um, and then we're going to culminate about the whole thing about Matthew 25, the parable of the ten virgins and the, uh, the stewards or the talents is all about this is how I want you to be poised. This is how I want you to present yourself mm -hmm. when I come. And like you said, I like you how you said that. We're, these are all Jesus' terms. We're, you and I are not making this up. Okay. We're not some hard, mean preachers trying to, you know, have a point to, to prove. No, this is just the red part of our Bible right. that we're going to be responsible for. But but what a beautiful part of the Bible, too, that, that, that we get to, that God loves us enough to have Jesus share these things with us so that we can be the people we need to be when he gets here. Hmm. So we talked about the three main things, you know, we, like, like um, last time, we talked about how this, from a literary point, of, uh, literary point of view, this this story, these parables, they just make it easy to talk about, easy to easy to teach. A parable is uh, a story that Jesus would tell, that his people could hear, 
kingdom truths mm-hmm. that might be somewhat complicated. The natural mind, forget it, wasn't going to get it. Right. But those that were tuned in with him, they could catch these truths. So there was virgins, that's the body of Christ in a nutshell. There was oil, the person of the Holy Spirit. Um, somebody that's not aware of who Jesus is and accepting him is not going to be waiting for him to come, obviously. Yep. And if you do know Jesus, you're going to need oil. That's the person of the Holy Spirit who keeps us alive and that expectancy of that bridegroom God and that relationship, the culmination, the marriage, that we finally get to lay eyes on the one that we love. Um, and then the lamps. That's this, these bodies, this soul of ours that contains um, this oil of God and all those ramifications. So, But there's some other pieces that we didn't talk about that were that Jesus did that we kind of wanted to go back and sort of fill in some of those things. But And one of them was they went to sleep. Mm. Both the foolish and the wise virgins, Jesus said they went to sleep. What did all that yeah, mean? Yeah, so right before that it says the, the bridegroom was delaying. Yeah. Okay, so all the, the virgins, both the, the foolish and the wise, were waiting, right? They, they had positioned themselves. They had a certain perspective of, of mm-hmm. their lives and what they were about, what, what, why they were there, um, and, and were waiting for the bridegroom to show up. And so they had brought these, these, these lamps. Uh, the foolish ones did not bring extra oil. The wise did, and that tended to be the difference here mm-hmm. uh, because, as we'll see later on in the story, after this delay happened, the foolish have to turn to the wise and ask them for some help, mm-hmm. and we'll get to that here in a minute. So uh, the bridegroom is delayed. So, so think about that because Jesus repeated this theme over and over again that you don't know the day or the hour. You need to watch. Right. You need to wait. You need to be ready. You need to be a good steward. He told these multiple parables and, and uh, instructed his disciples at multiple times along these lines. Uh, and so his whole point was is that you may have a certain idea. You may see a certain sign and think, this is it. Mm-hmm. And even Paul had to address the church yes. and say, you, some of you guys think it's already happened. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, you know, whatever. And he said, no, wait, the man of sin has to come. We talked about mm-hmm. that in our, some of our previous podcasts, that until the man of lawlessness shows up, that day is not, uh, the day of the Lord has not come. And so uh, th- that whole thing of life is going to happen, right? And and we, we just think, well, where's God at? How does he allow evil to continue to, to seemingly prevail? And all, uh, whether it's abortion or whether it's war or whatever corruption we see in society, all these issues of justice that just continue on, mm-hmm. and there seems to be no end or no solutions. Uh, and we're just like, well, well, God, is this it? Are you going to do anything? Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of the delay. That's the tension. That's, you know, the the... The, uh, between the now and the not yet that mm-hmm. we live in. And so uh, Jesus uses this, this uh, idea of sleep, that we're all, both the wise and the foolish virgins, have to go through the mundane of life, the right. natural processes of life. And sometimes uh, that process will tend to distract us right. or cause us to lull to sleep as we get busy with our own stuff and we, and we don't have that same intensity there's this lullaby, the spirit of the age, that mm-hmm. wants to get us caught up in all yes. the things of the world. And, and Jesus would talk about that even with the, his first parable of the seeds. And he would talk mm-hmm. about the thorns that would choke it out, right. the cares of this right. life, the worries of the world, uh, you know, the lust for money and riches mm-hmm. and all of that. And sometimes in our process, in our journey, some th- our priorities get skewed. Mm-hmm. And we worry too much about finances or whatever it is, whatever our priorities get mixed up at times. 
and during this journey of life, this process that happens. And even in the mundane, even in the routine, though, uh, the Lord wants us to remember who we are and mm-hmm. what our mission is, and that even in those, those small things at work, even with the small things in our family, in our homes, that stuff matters, and He values it. When we take the time to, to talk about Him and to talk about His Word and to, and to share and to serve one another, to pray, all those things that maybe sometimes we take for granted or don't think it's very powerful or we're not seeing any activity of the Spirit or we're not seeing uh, uh, answered prayers mm-hmm. or we're not feeling anything right. you know, or whatever it is, um, that's that, that sleep, that's that delay that we all can get caught up in and can feel at times. Uh, so that's sort of my thought process on it. And I'll say this last thing, and if Dennis wants to add anything, he certainly can. But here's the thing. The delay is going to reveal the difference between the foolish and the wise. It's going you know, well, to The stuff in your heart's going to come to the surface yeah. as things that you thought were going to happen maybe didn't happen or there's mm-hmm. unanswered prayers, deferred hope, whatever right. it is. Right. As you're tested, you're going to find out what you're made of. Oof. Good. And that's what happens in this delay process because, as we've said over and over again, it's not going to be pretty. In fact, it's going to be ugly. Mm-hmm. Sin of man is going to be at its highest peak ever. The rage of Satan is going to be at yes. its highest peak ever. And the wrath of God is going to right. be at its highest peak right. ever. While there's going to be a great outpouring, there's going to be signs and wonders, while there's going to be revival. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the best of times and the worst of right. times. That's what's going to happen, this, this uh, collision, this, this growth of the wheat and the tares, of this light, uh, this kingdom of light and kingdom of darkness. But the, the issue is going to be who is going to be able to rise to the challenge, right? right? Who's going to be able to keep their heads? Who's going to be able to, to, to have the, 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 the tenderizing and the sensitivity and not get offended and not be hardened, yeah, right? What I hear you saying is this. There's almost a training ground into, into the delay. Absolutely. So some will the take the delay, will take it, and, and it'll rob them of some degree, each delay of their passion, while others will take that delay and they'll build upon it. And it's all about the oil. It's all yeah. about getting that oil. And that's what d- distinguishes the wise from the foolish. The foolish didn't weren't interested in bringing extra oil. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about how that relates to the to uh, you know let's just say it leaders in the body of Christ right. essentially right. or the body of Christ at, at large uh, that um, are we going to be able to navigate these uh, scenarios that are going to come? It's based on our uh, our intimacy with Jesus. It's based on our history of going deep, of, mm-hmm. of developing our roots in the Word, right? right. Our our prayer life, right. you know. And even that term right there might be foreign. Prayer life, right? What does that mean? <laughs> I mean, uh, using the word, even the word, becoming dialogue in our prayer life. Right. That we start to pray the promises of God. Right. We start to right. ask God, help me to obey this. Help me to mm-hmm. see this. Let this truth hit me, you know. Let me share this truth, you know. All these different things. Um, that that's what we, that's once again that's the difference maker, mm-hmm. right? Is the oil, and that's a costly thing. It really is. Um, and so there's going to be churches and ministries that said, you know, we don't care too much about this, the gifts of the spirit. You know, we're not too interested in yeah. in the in the you know the third person of the of the Trinity. And you kind of mentioned this last mm-hmm. time that he's sort of an afterthought mm-hmm. that. You know, okay, well, the Father has this plan of, of creation and decided to send His Son. He's the one that, that has this grand redemptive story, mm-hmm. and Jesus was sort of the, the manifestation of that on mm-hmm. the earth, and so we look at the cross and all of this. But then we don't engage with the Holy Spirit, right. who Jesus said, look, I'm going to be gone, and <laughs> I, but I'm not leaving you alone. I'm right. going to send you 
the Paracletos who's going to walk alongside you right. in every aspect, and he's going to remind you of these things. Right. He's going to teach you these things, and you're going to have to depend on him. And that's how you're going to have peace. Not that the world could give right. you, but through me, through the right. Holy Spirit. You know, that's one of the fruits of the Spirit. You know, love, joy, peace, patience, all those different things. And so if the body of Christ neglects the Holy Spirit or doesn't emphasize that or doesn't give him the proper honor and doesn't invite him into their worship services or whatever it is, I, I have to say they're going to be ill-equipped. Right. Uh, as, just right. according to what Jesus is saying that's here. Right. That's not exactly to right. Not to say that we're superior or we have a better version of this or that. Right. We're just saying... We're jacked up without the Holy Spirit. We need <laughs> yeah. Him. We're dependent yeah. on yeah, Him. Yeah, that's right. You know? Yeah, that's good. So, and then it goes on after that, and I think this is maybe something that Dennis might jump on, is it, is it says, as the bridegroom was delaying, they got drowsy and began to sleep. But then it says, but right. at the midnight hour, there was a shout, behold the bridegroom come out to meet him. It says, then all the virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. So just in those two verses... We have a midnight hour, mm-hmm. we have a shout, here mm-hmm. comes the, the, the bridegroom, and then there's a trimming of the lamp. So we might go back and forth on this, but yeah. I'll toss it to yeah. you, Dennis. Well, you know, it's like there's a coming an hour, and you can study theologically. I've done it. You've done it. What it means for the hour. The hour is, <coughs> a, is a not literally a chronos amount, which we get the word chronology, like one hour, one week, one month, one year, <laughs> but it's a kairos. It's a and and it's an event. It's a time where a certain event took place, like you know, about the time that you were born. That's a, that that event of a birth. Well, there there came this hour, and then <coughs> during this hour, because things were escalating, you know, uh, obviously when they were asleep, um, or they were got caught up, or they were building, or whatever was doing, they planned a movement toward the the king, the bridegroom's coming, was still moving forward. But all of a sudden, at that time, there came a, a midnight hour. There came a shout. Something alerted all of them. Mm-hmm. Not just the ones who were ready, per se. They were taking advantage of what God had placed in them, and they were being participating in what God would have them to do as far as ongoing worship <laughs> and time of intimacy, both corporately and intimately with the Lord, time to just um, cultivate their life in God, all those things. But even the ones that weren't paying so much attention. Mm. They maybe got caught up in certain things or their own needs or whatever, but they all heard that unmistakable voice of the Lord because he said, my sheep will hear my voice, Mm. and they all heard. But just hearing, according to this parable, didn't seem to be enough. Mm. Wow. It's pretty powerful. A a time, a shout, an awareness, some thought, uh-oh, we don't have what it takes. Yeah, and just thinking about that midnight, when you think about just in, in, in literal terms, you're, you're really going from one day to the next day, yes. right? I mean, at the midnight hour, that's right, when right, you're right. going from p.m. to a.m. Right. So think about that. We're, it's a, Dennis used the word a new era, right? right We're right. shifting into an unprecedented time on the prophetic calendar of yes. God. <clears throat> and it's, and you know, and, and people will say, well, people have said that before, that mm-hmm. it was the last days where they thought Jesus was going to come. And some people got into error and were doing date setting and different things and using numerology and all kinds of things that, that were off base. They're still doing it. Right. I right. have a guy on YouTube, and he's very conservative. His theology is pretty good. But he said, 
He's convinced, and he has a lot of followers. He's convinced that we're going to be raptured before the election. <laughs> I haven't read that verse, but anyway, to your point. Yeah. To your point. So, but we really believe that we're, we, we're somewhere in the birth pangs. I mean, really, ever mm-hmm. since Israel became a nation, yes. right? I mean, we, that was a stamp a God's, you know, uh, voice on the earth. Yes. God's the finger of God, you know, in a in a real, literal, obvious way. It was like, okay, look at my word and look how impossible this was, and yet I brought it to pass. Right. And so ever since then, we, we we've been uh, ticking away, so to speak. And it seems like now we're starting to have the technology and the global realities to where we're seeing, okay, some of these things that were prophesied, we didn't really know how that was going to mm-hmm. happen. And like I said. Uh, people thought it was conspiracy theory, but now it's like, no, wait a minute. Yeah. There are so many things lining up. Yeah. We can't yeah. just throw this off as it's conspiracy theory exactly or the Bible's right. wacky or this or that. No, there's some real things happening right. in real space and exactly. time now. Right. And so if we're at a midnight hour, I wrote this down on some of my notes when I preached on this a, a few months ago. I wrote, I believe that the time frame that we are in is one of the midnight hours where God is giving us an opportunity to trim our lamps mm. and to buy oil. Yeah. That's that's what that's yeah. what it is, yeah. and we're starting to to hear the shout. You know, uh, I think as we've talked about before that, that COVID and some of these other things that have happened are are, are part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's going to be more shouts because right. that's how God is. His He's merciful. Yes, he, he wants is. to wake people yes, up. He, he wants people to come to know Him. So it's not like, well, you missed it on that. So I guess it's over with. He's going to give you more opportunities, but. If you continue to harden your heart and deafen your ear, the the harder it is for you to be able to to discern truth. And the the harder your heart becomes and you become Mm -hmm. more caught up in the narrative of this world and you're desensitized and it's easy for your intellect to kind of take over and now your heart's not in it anymore. And so that's where we're at. Once again, the midnight hour... The wise and the foolish, which way are you going to go? The the line is being drawn in the sand. I keep using that terminology again and again because God is setting the stage and giving people time and, and he's giving yes, people he chance to make their decisions because right. we have free will. He's not going to violate mm-hmm. that. But in his perfect leadership, in his perfect mercy and wisdom, he's reaching out to human beings right. through the, these circumstances, through this season. And I just feel led to, to say this for some reason. I've Trust us, the Lord, that a lot of you out there thinking, you know, I've, I've, I've blown it. I was once in the vein. I was once doing what God wanted me to do. I was once in the spirit. I was going yeah. to church. I was part of a church. I was tithing, do, doing the things, basic one-on-one things that Christians do. But you think, you know, my hours passed. I, I, I have blown it. And maybe you, you look back to when you were young in your life or you used to be have a vital heart toward God, but... But, but but the majority of your life now, as the years just eked away, you have not been like having the relationship with God that you culti- been cultivated. It's mm-hmm. just been a, kind of a distant memory. But stumbling upon this broadcast, you're hearing something, and I just want to appeal to you right now. Mm-hmm. Justin said something that man, all of the, we're in mercy time right now. Mm-hmm. All these major things that are going place. It's, I think that, that that shout is a sustained period of time. You know, just like the delay was a, a sustained period of time. Mm. This shout, who's to say it's like a, just one big oop? It's like maybe it could be this little big loud voice that goes for a number of years. The echo continues the echo to reverberate. Continues. Yeah. Yes, so God's waking you up. He's full of mercy. He's full of truth. Mm. It's not too late. God's a rewarder for those that seek him. Amen. You can get on board. 
And whether you worked, started working and when you were at 7 o'clock, like that parable that Jesus told, mm. you know, or 10 o'clock or, or noon or 3 o'clock or just before he came to give his wages out, you can still collect eternal life mm. and the joy of the Lord. He's waiting for you. So it's not too late. Don't let these scriptures, maybe you've, you've turned off to this eschatology st- stuff because you thought, well, you know, I, I'm just, I just hope I make it at this point. But that's not true. He's still shouting. That's right. And the thing is that the Bible says that he delights in mercy. Yes. So he wants to purify you no matter what yes. your history is or how far you've been. He wants to delight over you. He wants to sing songs over you. He, he wants you to rejoice. He doesn't want you to just, I'm coming in by the skin of my teeth, you know, or yeah, whatever. That's right. No, I mean, as soon as you come to him and say yes to him, it can be renewed. I mean, just like you know, that. And uh, so I appreciate Dennis's heart and to and to reach out, you know, for that because, and Dennis has said this over and over that uh, we're not wanting to promote fear at all. We're not wanting to condemn. We're not wanting to to. We are wanting to to shake people and wake people yeah. and have a sober spirit for sure. But we also want you to to recognize that this is a stroke of God's mercy right. through this. He laid right. these things out ahead of time for us, and as His judgments increase, you'd think, well, man, it's it's it's. It is the severity of God, but yeah. Paul would say, but also the mercy of God mm-hmm. is is in that as well. He's only doing these things to remove blinders and remove things that, that hinder his love and his truth. That's it. Right. He's trying to wake people up and to fight the father of lies, the deceiver who's set this whole game up. That's right. I think we've done a pretty good job of talking about the, the, the components of this par- parable, which is really about, and I wanted to kind of focus in on this just in the last few minutes we have here, is what the main theme of this parable is, and that's to be alert. Mm. It's to be awake. Remember, they were they were asleep, and they had the the cry woke them up. Mm. Woke them up to what? The culmination of Christ and His church coming together um, at the at the end. So um, I, I wanted us to talk about, you know, what does it mean to to stay awake. Um, and I, I just jotted some things down. I actually didn't jot them down. I, I jotted them down. I, I typed them. And if you know me, this is a real act of the Lord right here for me to type <laughs> this down. But anyway, it's it's uh, what the Lord gave me was when you're a, when you're awake, you're you're able to make sound judgments of your environment. Hmm. You know the temperature of the room. You know what time it is. You know who's in the room, who's not in the room, why you're in the room, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But when you're asleep. You know, you could be on a bus asleep and, and wake up with, where am I, where am I going, what am I doing? You're oblivious. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, being alert at these last days, and that's what Jesus is saying, you guys stay awake. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Be alert is I'm going to stay aware, stay aware of my spiritual environment that's around me. What's happening on this planet? What's happening in my nation? What's happening in my city? Um, what's going on? I want to stay a, a, a awake to truth because deception will put you to sleep faster than anything. Mm. It really will. And then I wanted to um, say that it's uh, w- when you're awake, you're awake for a reason. Um, you, you, sometimes we've chosen to stay awake for a good movie or we've chosen to stay awake because we have three more hours on our shift or w- whatever else. So we stay awake because the good reason is is I don't want to miss the one I love. Mm. I want to go right back to that bridegroom connection that we have with God. 
I'm sacrificing maybe, you know, figuratively, maybe some hours of sleep because it is worth it. Because I can t- every hour I'm awake, I can continue to grow my intimacy with God, which makes, gives me the energy that I need to stay awake some more. Hmm. Um, but, but, but there is a, a, and we've said this already, Justin, you have, there's a time element in this alertness. This is not just being alert for a few seconds or hmm. for a few days or a few hours. It's like I'm on a mission to stay awake because mm. I know that that staying awake is going to involve some time. It's going to take some effort. There's things I have to do yep. while I'm staying awake. So I wanted to mention that. Yeah, that's, to me, that's part of the trimming of the lamps is what is priority, what is not? What things that I used to lean on that maybe I don't need to anymore? What right. is God saying now for me to do? Right. What things do I need to change over here and with this relationship, with this time, with this, you know, whatever yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. That's the trimming. That's the get rid of the excess baggage, right? right, right. It set ourselves uh, on that mission, on that vision, and whatever is, is weighing us down, we've got to get rid of. Yeah, like there's a challenge to our, to our alertness. There's a challenge. There's, you said it earlier, there's a lullaby, the world singing this lullaby. You yep. don't need go get what you're, you know. Pay attention to your own needs to the point to where it's ridiculous, you know. Um, go, go, fill your your passion. There's there's a ton of things that are pulling against our passion for Jesus, and our alertness, our waiting for Him. What's going to keep us awake is our passion for Jesus. But let's face it, there are things that are going to come against that. Things that are going to compete. There's a good word. That's They're it. going to compete That's against it. our passion. They're competing for our attention and for our affection. And we're limited as human beings. We only have so much capacity. We That's only right. have so much energy. We only, yeah. we only have you know so much room for things. So yeah. much time, etc. And so once again, it's it's incredibly important that we start to carve out you know um, these things so that um, we are filled with the spirit and not being drunk or intoxicated by things of the world. I mean that's mm-hmm. that's the bottom line. You know there. Well, there we go with that this one thing theology, right? right? This right. one thing, you know, that I want. I, I want to, to, to know him and the beauty of the Lord. I want to love God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my, everything within me. This yep. one thing. And as I sow into that, boy, I reap back so much. That's buying the oil. Part That's of trimming right. the lamps is akin to buying oil. They're, they're interconnected. As you trim the lamp, God's saying, I'm going to reward you for doing that. As you say no to some things, God is saying yes. You know, yeah. Now you've made room for me. I'm going to feel. I'm going to move. Right. I'm going to reveal. Right. I'm going to move on your behalf. I'm going to show mm. myself strong on those that are loyal to me. Yeah, That's right. And if we don't say yes to him, the passions that are our flesh is a it's a formidable it's foe. It's a beast, and yep. the world is a formidable foe. The world is this pressure to prioritize your life around anything but the will of God. Right, and and, and that's a that's a challenge. So these things are pulling at us, and they pose a genuine threat to us keeping alert and awake. And you know the thing that keeps us awake is the hearing the gospel, the preaching, the teaching. Um, the impact of worship, all these things that, that we can't, they're, they're essential. Mm-hmm. We just mm-hmm. can't do without them. So Jesus lays out this beautiful literary parable saying, I'm coming. There's the signs. We've talked about them. And we are now currently waiting for him because, you know, I don't think the cry is yet 
but we're going to be ready for that cry, that mm. sound. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a sound of the archangel, mm. right? That's going right. to come. And so I just want to encourage every one of you um, to join this um, watch party. There mm. you go. <laughs> um, as we all stay awake, um, we stay in love. Talk about Jesus and who he is and how much he means to us. And we've seen the acts of his, and his movements in our life and what he's done with us and our families and our interpersonal life. Just our, our life at home, at life at work, our life in relationship, who he is and what he is just keeps in this whole thing alive in him. And so, wow, it's, it's a joy to stay alert. Yeah, there's responsibilities, but there's a, there's a joy to it. So, um, yeah, we're, we're going to stay alert, and you are too. I'm going to end this by praying that we do just that. So mm -hmm. let's just pray. Father, I thank you that... Um, Boy, you didn't leave us on this journey to, to walk it alone or by ourselves. You said, I'm going to give you the comforter, the one who, who comes and walks alongside, the one who comes and encourages. There's so much to the parakletos there. There's someone that comes and advises. Lord, you came in the person of your spirit to live and dwell within us, to encourage us and to walk us along this journey. Mm. And what a great journey it is. And, Father, we thank you that we know you. We thank you that we are alert, that, that we have a lamp, mm -hmm. and that we have oil. And we ask humbly, Lord, that, um, that we will not be like a fool, the foolish virgins, that we will stay attentive to what's going on, to what's important. And we can't do that by ourselves. Mm -hmm. We can't just say, well, you know, I've known this, this stuff such a long time. I'm just going to do it. But no, Lord, we, we declare our dependency yes. upon you yes. to keep us alert. Lord, we declare our dependency upon you to keep our hearts tied to you mm. and, and, and full of love for you and, and alert and awake to fill that love back. Mm. So, Father, I appreciate this hour. What a privilege it is for those that are watching and all of us here, Lord, to, to, be, able to, be, to be able to say when it's all said that we were part of that last mm. watch party. Yeah. Lord, we give you the glory for it, the honor for it, Lord, that we can look at your word tonight and, and break it down to our lives. We thank you. We bless you and bless the people. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, and thanks amen. for watching, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>